the monetary policy of uh, the South African Reserve Bank uh, holding that uh, conference there and uh, making an emergency interest rate cut. And uh, the last voice you heard there was that of the South African Reserve Bank Governor, Lesetja Khanyaho. So we have on the line now, uh, just to help us understand and digest what exactly is going on, Dr. Azar Jamin, who's Director and Chief Economist at Econometrics. Thanks for speaking to us. It's a pleasure, Sakina. God, I can't keep pace with what's happening. <laughs> it, it, it seems like that, even though we are on a lockdown here. Uh, but just looking at this move by the Reserve Bank, um, is it enough uh, to give us at least some of the relief that we need right now? Look, there's no doubt that this gives some of the relief, but it gives relief primarily to those who have debts whether it be businesses or, or individuals. Uh, uh, obviously, it will be negative for poor, poor pensioners who depend upon interest income uh, to stay, you know, for their living standards. But uh, apparently there's about three times as many people who are in debt as there are those who would suffer uh, as a result of relying on income earned. But, you know, it only goes so much of the way You've got to bear in mind that people in the informal sector uh, and the very the very poor don't have any debt. <laughs> uh, they're living from hand to mouth, and the lower interest rates not going to do much for them, other than very indirectly helping a few businesses at the margin who may uh, who will now have less interest to pay. But then a lot of those businesses were also uh, receiving uh, interest payment holidays from banks or. Uh, had applied for them. So you've got to bear in mind that uh, the lockdown is really causing uh, the revenue of many businesses in services such as restaurants and travel and, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, medical services, etc., to just disappear virtually overnight. And they've still got important cost structures. So, um, you know, they may not be in debt, but uh, the fact is what they really need is just money to keep them going. And, of course, lower interest rates uh, may reduce the interest that they pay, but doesn't give them the money to keep going. So, yes, it's a partial, uh, it's a partial assistance, but is not enough for those who are com- who have a major cash flow problem, who just don't have the money to keep paying for their expenses at the moment. So as the governor points out there in that statement, uh, the current indications from the World Health Organization are that uh, this COVID-19 pandemic is unlikely to end quickly. And as you say, for those who may not necessarily find immediate relief uh, from the interest rate cuts, what is it that the Reserve Bank and uh, the monetary policy could possibly do for them? Well, the Reserve Bank did actually uh, give you some clues to that, and they said that they have been providing a lot of liquidity into the market. In other words, they've reduced the capital requirements of banks. In other words, made it a little easier for banks to lend out money without jeopardizing their ability to stick to the rules of how much you are allowed to lend as a bank that are stipulated by the prudential authorities. And uh, that is going to make it easier for banks to be a little more lenient in terms of the loans that they give to businesses and to individuals. Uh, the idea is that, uh, right, you don't have to pay us interest now for the next three months because you're earning no income. Uh, 
But ultimately what we'll do is we'll add that interest up at the end of the uh, life of the loan and you'll have to, you, you know, you're not going to get away with a free lunch. Uh, ultimately, you will have to pay for it. But for the moment, in order to help you bide your time at a time when you're not earning any revenue as a company we, or as an individual, we will, uh, we will just, uh, you know, not insist on you paying that interest payment. I myself had a, received a, a letter from my bank, and I, I don't need to. But to say, listen, if you don't want to pay off your credit card right now for the next three months, don't worry about it. <laughs> but, of course, I know very well that what they'll do is compound the interest later, and I'll end up paying a lot more. Uh, you know, it pays me because I've got the money to pay off the credit card uh, debt right now. But for those who don't, uh, you know, it's a useful uh, uh, lifeline to survive for the next three months without having the bank uh, uh, to pulling away your assets. And, um, you know, speaking of uh, what's to come and uh, we're speculating about the next three months and what things will look like, our lockdown in South Africa has been extended by an additional 14 days, uh, bringing that total lockdown period to 35 days. Now, many people very worried that uh, there is, of course, always um, uh, the possibility that that could be extended further. If that were to happen, what would the impact be on our economy? You know, I'm not convinced that it would be as devastating for everyone as people make out to be. Because if you're a restaurant owner, frankly, even if they do lift the uh, lockdown uh, or a travel agent, you know, people are not going to rush back to restaurants and uh, go traveling around the country immediately. So, you know, whether there's a lockdown or not, uh, that won't actually relieve some of those activities. But there are others where we do need to have some relief, and especially in our export-oriented sectors, such as mining and manufacturing. And the government, yeah, President Ramaphosa himself, when he announced the extension of the lockdown, said that in, yeah, they're going to study uh, uh, businesses on a risk-adjusted basis and see where they can just loosen the lockdown slightly and uh, continue to enforce some of the control measures. Uh, I, I have found it very interesting that Kosatu has said that, you know, they're calling for a, a relief for the mining industry, but they also said that they, as the union, will ensure that the workers adhere to the very strict uh, 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 social distancing that and uh, uh, other measures such as sanitize, sanitizing uh, bodies and hands that would go along with that. Uh, so, you know, I think it's the case that we all need to work together towards a common good here. And this is an example of where uh, the mining sector, together with the unions, together with the government, for example, could work together to find a solution that is not uh, that is a win-win and not a complete lose-lose for everyone. And interestingly, if, if we look at, for example, um, I was reading uh, the Financial Mail and uh, what Johan Rupert was saying, this is an opportunity to reset. And I think many people uh, would uh, be thinking the same thing. If you look at what's happening, what we're seeing in China at the moment, isn't this an opportunity for us to maybe try and resuscitate um, some of our ailing um, uh, sectors of our economy? Uh, yes, of course, it would be an opportunity to do so. But uh, when you talk about ailing sectors, uh, do you uh, do you include in that state-owned enterprises? Because I mean, that's where we, uh, you know, they have absorbed so much of our funds, uh, government funds, over the last decade. 
that um, that is why government is uh, fairly limited compared with uh, the likes of the US or UK governments in providing assistance to the economy right now. So, uh, yes, I think uh, selectively you're absolutely correct, but you've got to be very precise about which, what kind of businesses you're really referring to. And of course, the other question is uh, resuscitating um, the economy overall and getting the growth forecast. Um, I, I don't even want to say back on track, Azar, because I don't know what that means. But, <laughs> but, but, but just getting the economy growing once again. Uh, you know, unfortunately, so long as there is huge uncertainty about the duration and intensity of the spread of the coronavirus, you're not going to have enough confidence building up. Uh, and all you can do is throw money at it to try and alleviate the, the real pain. I mean, I have found it fascinating. I've just looked at the Reserve Bank's monetary policy statement, revising its forecast downwards for this year to minus 6.1% from minus 0.2% forecast it made just one month ago. I mean, that kind of downward revision within the space of uh, a month is four weeks, I think, is unprecedented. Uh, so you, And that's due to a total uncertainty at the moment about where we're going. And it's not just South Africa, it's the rest of the world. What was fascinating to read that the IMF is also now saying minus 2.9% growth for the world economy, whereas uh, a month ago we were still talking about plus 25 plus 3% for the world economy. So the downward revisions of our growth have been very much in line with what everyone else is doing around the world. We're in the deepest downturn in our lifetime. And uh, just a final question, uh, when we do get to that point, once we get to that point uh, where things start looking up, which industries, uh, which sectors should take the lead? I think the sectors that we would need to take the lead would be your export-oriented sectors, uh, mining, uh, manufacturing and agriculture, uh, and everything will follow through from there. Uh, I don't think you can uh, just, uh, you know, say, okay, restaurants will be open and try think that that will necessarily boost the economy. It's those other sectors that will have a far more, uh, far deeper and more long-lasting effect. And then you, from there, you go on to construction and transport and communication. And only at the end do you worry about uh, trying to improve the services side of the economy. Dr. Azar Jameen, thank you so much. Appreciate your time here on SAFM and here on Update at Noon. Dr. Azar Jameen is the Director and Chief Economist at Econometrics.